0: After establishing themselves as one of our rising Aussie electronic acts with the release of their debut album, Vera, in 2017 and an impressive string of electric live shows, Crooked Colours, they're back, bigger than ever, with their new album, Langata, a sophomore release. It's impressive from start to finish. You've got sweet combination of deep, hypnotic atmospheres and then hook-laden electronic rhythms. And to celebrate the release of their new album, Crooker Colours. They're embarking on a national tour around Australia with two Melbourne shows, actually, on the 25th and the 25th, 26th of May at the Forum. The 25th is sold out, so you can see it's in very high demand at the moment. And joining the housemates in the studio right now to talk about this incredible release and their upcoming tour a Crooker Colours themselves. Well, two-thirds of it. Phil and Leon, thanks so much for coming in.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: First of all, congrats on getting your gold record for Flow. How's it feel?
1: Feels great. It was really surprising to get that. Um, it was always amazing to get your first one. So
2: yeah, it's, a, it's kind of something that you don't really think about.
1: Take you it off the really bucket it.
2: list. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it actually looks like we've done something with our lives to people <laughs> <laughs> to be like, look, you have actually done something. So it's a good <laughs> something tangible. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> that's good. At least yeah. I mean, you've done far more than that, and you're actually doing a fair bit at the moment. You're pushing through shows, a grooving the moo which wraps up around the country on May the 11th. Now, I've been to most Groovens. I Groovins. Uh, it was pretty integral to me as a regional kid, actually. have you been finding the festival?
2: It's really great. One of the really cool things about Grooven is that, because it is regional, all the artists that go and play it, they're not just coming in and coming out of the festival during the day. People usually hang around. So the kind of community area at the back is really cool because all the artists are kind of mingling and talking to each other and stuff, which is sick
1: yeah it is nice isn't it because yeah. a lot of festivals we played um, people were there for like you get two hours you kind of get like a little block that you're there for and you go do your show and then everyone leaves again and then it's yeah. not much of a vibe but this one it's been yeah it's nice
0: that is nice yeah. I mean that's such a different vibe as well how do you swap from going from like regional touring festival to national headline tour how do you swap those gears
1: um, wow. We can soon find out because we haven't done it <laughs>
2: yet. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just changing the show around. A festival set to kind of a, uh, a ticketed venue set is a bit different um, in the approach. So I think we're going to be spending a, a few late nights kind of rehearsing and putting it together in the next couple of weeks.
0: I guess, yeah, yeah it's got to be a bit of a switcheroo there. Now, Everyone's Been Love and Hold On, which you released just over a month ago and it's going to be included on Langada. What made you save that one for the first release of
1: 2019? Uh, well, I don't know why there's a reason. I think it's just it was just the next one that was finished in the in the line of songs, yeah. right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's an easy choice <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, um, reading up on everything before, I was looking at your promo shots. Falling Guarded. Okay, so it shows the three of you, you know, uh, sitting in blazes, you're on a couch, you're looking quite fierce, and then you're not wearing any shoes. Uh, is this like business up top and then party down below vibe or
1: yeah, a little bit I don't know I think yeah what was of, the reason for that we can't kind of remember what the reason we did that here in Melbourne I think it was the
2: kind of yeah we did do that in Melbourne. I think it's kind of because everything was, we were wearing is a little bit bougie and fancy and, but we didn't want to be like then wear formal dress shoes so we just
0: Bought nothing. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, you um, couldn't really choose party shoes unless you had, like...
2: Yeah, Couldn't couldn't wear sneakers.
0: 70s clogs or something.
2: Exactly, yeah. No, <laughs> I think that's just kind of what felt right at the time. Yeah, it did. Do it, doesn't it look funny, does it? <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that a huge
1: definitely mistake? Definitely
0: caught my eye. Was, yeah. was, <laughs> no, no shoes. Yeah, it's good. Now, going back to Hold On, listening through to it, you know, there's these sort of arpeggiating synths around the two-and-a-half-minute mark. I feel like you've got these sort of signature... Standout instruments on a lot of your most recent singles say like Do It Like You you've got that East Asian style plucking at the start and I'll Be There it sort of varies between like little wooden beeps and then sort of this chanting as well do you find that the sonics are like cherries on top that you're actively placing there or is it sort of more subconscious
1: I think there's
2: definitely stuff that we gravitate to more like as soon as we start up a song or kind of open a session there's definitely your go to things that you'll the kind of pick which you've accumulated over the last maybe three or four years of us just making music so there's definitely things that will kind of give it a Kruger Colours vibe just because that's the thing you reach for first uh, and that's kind of just how it happens yeah
0: yeah well it's certainly like signature of your sound um, and especially you know you've got this construction of those atmospheric soundscapes and the little addictive beats and hooks that you've got they're just like they're just super impressive of course Now, you say that the album is going to aim to sort of walk listeners through that landscape. Can you tell us a little bit about the process of creating it and sort of, you know, where did the title originate from as well?
2: Um, The title's actually an area in Nairobi in Kenya that I stayed in for a little while. But the whole kind of vibe of the album was just to try and, and encapsulate that kind of touring mentality that we had while we were writing. We ended up, when we finished the first record, there was about two or three months after we'd finished it before it would come out that we kind of all went on holidays and went did a bit of travelling and actually wrote quite like the majority of the second record and then we kind of finished everything off as we were touring the first record so we were almost never really home and that's kind of what the vibe is
1: yeah I think you summed it up
2: perfectly <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so cool hey you also had Tim Watts and David Ranch who they worked with FK Twigs The XX mm-hmm. Frank Ocean mixed your album, Mm -hmm. what was the sort of influence um, that they left there? Or was it sort of just they came in and amplified your sound? Well,
1: I mean, we always wanted to work with David Wrench because he um, mixed Caribou's music. And, like, I'm a huge obsessed with Caribou and his last album, Our Love. So that was always a massive thing for me and for him to be on board. I think that was pretty special for me in particular.
2: Yeah, we're um, pretty stoked with that. We we sat down and kinda had a look through our record collection about th- through all the records that we liked most and then try to find out who mixed them and it turned out that he mixed most of them. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. That's sick. <laughs> yeah, so he was great and he
1: was really good with his mixes too, wasn't he? He just came back with things that were just like, Oh yeah, that
2: sounds juicy. Yeah, well, there was that. almost no back and forth there, yeah. which was great. We had um David do a couple of the tracks and then um, we kind of had a period where we didn't quite finish off
1: the songs in time we, for him to do the rest. Yeah, for him yeah. to
2: do the rest, and then um, Tim was in Sydney, and we kind of knew from his background that he was a bit of a gun. And um, David
1: was busy at that point, so
2: yeah. And then Tim just did a really, really good job of matching him. Amazing. So, and he's also fantastic to work with. He's Shout out to Tim sweet, and David, s- sweetest, yeah. sweetest man in the industry.
0: <laughs> That's so lovely. Now. Speaking about your live shows as well, sort of, you know, transitioning electronic based music into a stage, I guess it can be kind of tricky as well, but you know, you're pulling it off super well. When you're writing your music though, do you write it for the stage or are you writing it more for the studio and just, you know, listening?
1: I think it's definitely for the studio, but you're always like it'd be silly to say that you don't think about what it's gonna sound like live. So some songs you're like, Oh yeah, this might this might be good live, This <laughs> yeah. might be a vibe.
2: We're fortunate but enough to have Liam who's a pretty good drummer so we'll, we'll make stuff for the studio or kind of that stuff that's very electronic and he usually doesn't have a massive problem with being a yeah. good drummer.
0: How are you feeling actually about the upcoming tour? You know, you're know, you hitting up um, eight different cities around Australia?
2: Um, yeah, it's really good. I mean, there's a couple of venues that we're playing that we've always really wanted to play, like Bucket List venues. The N Mall is definitely a big one for me. Um, and the Forum here and the is Forum. crazy. Which, yeah, they're just two iconic venues, which we never thought we'd be able to play sir so and it's a to real sell trick. out and one of the shows and to sell out yeah mm. oh my gosh It's massive for us
0: that is massive i mean you got to pat yourselves on the back it's the first night too on the 25th yeah what a feel what a vibe can't wait to get into the new album as well but you've you know sneakily dropped one last single it's called never dance alone it features lady hawk who you know is incredibly exciting that synth pop royalty there what made you choose that track for lucky last
2: I think we really wanted to do a a feature single, just because it's something that's exciting and a little bit kind of um, noteworthy, Um, catches people's attention a little bit more, Um, and it's a nice kind of slow-burning track. The singles were always going to be, the first singles were always going to be the dancey ones, Um, so we wanted to get kind of more of a brooding slow one in as well before the album comes out.
0: Cool. make people really... Amp up the anticipation, (laughs) get real moody. Housemates have been chatting to the boys from Crooked Colours. Phil and Leon giving us the scoop on their second album, Langata, which is going to drop in just over two weeks on the 17th. You're going to want to book tickets for their national tour. It's starting on the 25th. That one's sold out, but on the 26th, there's another show at the Forum in Melbourne. So jump on crookedcoloursmusic.com or their Facebook page for more details. We're going to play the newest single to be included on Lingarda now, featuring synth-pop royalty Ladyhawk. This is Never Dance Alone by Crooked Colors here on House.
2: I never felt so lost, girl, I've never danced
0: alone When I needed you to come back, there was something that I had to say I've never been so lost, boy, you'll never dance alone
2: when you needed me to come home, something never, else that was never
1: say. I so low, girl I've never danced alone.